Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There would be a little voice box on my tombstone that would throughout <laughs> the day, maybe the other de- motion detected. Yeah, man, that's if anyone that- steps too close to the grave, yes, it, babe, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> as they walk away, <laughs> as <laughs> do what I'm now? doing this, Greg? Do what now? <laughs> That's just like imagine why imagine the creepiness of walking by a grave and it just going do what now <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> This is the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody Pardon it Here's your host Greg Cody uh, you all ready? Are we recording? Yep, we're rolling. Okay. Oh, I didn't even realize. Okay, I could not be more excited than I am because our special guest is... That's right. Is there a drum roll? Maybe there's a drum roll. Our special guest is Professor Toenail. And it's <laughs> just... I don't know how I feel about this guy joining us. <laughs> oh I'm going to be completely honest with you. Okay, well, Yeti and I are excited enough for all but three I, of us. The thing I am excited about is this guy seems like a character. Yeti sent me some YouTube clips. This guy's up in the wee hours of the night, frying nails. Yes, um, you know, all for us. So I'm excited <laughs> to talk to him, actually. It's it's going to be good. He's a professor in uh, North Carolina. We're going to introduce him and, and all that later, but I just want to whet the appetite Ugh. because uh, toenails will be discussed <laughs> at length by an expert, by a guy who has deep fried them and consume them and can, and can talk to us about how they taste and blah, 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 et cetera, and so forth. But oh, God, what uh, a, that see, we that, I love when we do things that I'm pretty sure have never been done before on a podcast and, <laughs> and which is tough to do in this day and age. It is you know, a few weeks ago. We did our top five scary movies on Halloween. Like that is one <laughs> that has been done a lot. Yes, that's this, true. Not yeah, a lot of people. Of are, yeah. Not a lot of people are doing this. That's correct. Professor Toenail. What a day which, for this guy's YouTube channel. I mean, this thing, this guy is about to soar. <laughs> well, right. He only has this one video available to the public because all the rest are for his class. It's ah. keeps him private. So this is his one video. Right, but that's right. Soar. He teaches uh, Toenail anatomy or something like that. I don't know exactly what he teaches, but he do does we have, it well. Do, do we have the Loser Game Show show here? No? Okay. And, and, and we'll get to him later. Um, soccer is, is starting the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, Let's all go around the room and say what soccer means to us. No, that's not. That's too hacky. <laughs> Can we hold hands while we do it? <laughs> yeah, that's hackneyed, uh, hacky sack, hackneyed, and um, we're not going to do that. I'm but- excited about the World Cup, Dad. I, I, I think, I think uh, people feel how you want about soccer, folks. This is a chance to fake it for a month. You don't need to be a diehard soccer fan and like a, a Premier League watcher. Like I know, if soccer can be pretentious. If you're just a casual sports fan, if you just like sports, come on in. The water's warm. Root for this That's US right. team. Watch the games. This is just a cool little one month in. You get out. You don't have to come back for another two years. Um, like just like that. Like I know soccer. Like you're gonna have a couple one nothing games. I'm sorry. Okay, soccer doesn't mean don't doesn't mean it personally. So don't take it personally. Okay, it's a great game. Enjoy soccer this month that's how i feel and i and, would agree yeah and me and you uh, yeah. dad some of my best sports memories 
are like thinking back to that World Cup, the Ghana goal, and like being in a bar and beer being like it's just a fun sport to get into, and every and the World Cup's the way to do it. It, it's an experience, and and I agree. And and I would go back even further to uh, when you were five or six years old, and soccer was your entree into sports, and I was your coach, and yeah. and it was just a blast. And um, you know, you you grew up in in uh, with soccer in a way that I didn't. You know, back in my day when I was a, a young boy, uh, everybody played little league baseball, but soccer was almost unheard of as a youth sport. And so things have completely changed. But to your point. You don't have to be Chris Whittingham. You don't have to be an expert right. and pronounce Premier League Premier right. like he does. You know, you you can you can uh, be a casual. You you can not even appreciate soccer, not even know soccer, and get into the World Cup just yeah. for the magnitude of just it. Just fake it and put a USA shirt on. Chant USA. Just That's walk right. into or, a, sp- yeah. a bar. If you walk into a bar before a USA soccer game and just start screaming USA at the top of your lungs, everyone's going to join in. That's correct. <laughs> Hey, um, four years ago, when we were in a in a super crowded bar watching a World Cup match, a U.S. match, correct me if I'm wrong. I may be daydreaming this, but we were recognized by a few people, and and somebody started a "Let's Go States" chant, which thrilled me. Yeah, I mean, a, a chant might be putting it a little much, but okay. I believe like because some guy from another table was like, "Let's go States." Yes, because anybody can do a USA chant. I mean, that's that's like, you know, anybody can do that. But not everybody can go, let's go States. Actually, let's challenge the Greg Cody Show audience to wherever you're, because there's got to be some of these people that are watching these games. Wherever, yeah. whatever bar, whatever house you're at watching these games, if you guys are getting a let's go States chant going, Record it on video. Tweet us. Yes. Tweet at us, and we'll share it on social. We let's get let's get let's go states. Let's get that going. What That's a great beautiful. idea! Yeah. So send it to us on Twitter. Tag us in it. Uh, tag us on Instagram because who mm-hmm. knows where Twitter is going to be? Like, yeah. Let's let's go states. Let's go states. That's right. And and written by the way, it's go with oh god five O's, and <laughs> and it's not pronounced goo. It's not let's go state. It's go, but it's got it looks like it's goo. Because it's got five O's, not four, not six. Hmm. Let's go states. Damn right. Okay. Um, was that enough soccer talk for you, Dad? It wasn't enough for me because, I, listen- you know. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, then I could be pissed right now because we might have lost game one. But <laughs> yeah, I might he- also be happy because we might have won game one. So that's, that's I don't know right, how yeah. I feel. It's hard to know at this point. Well, you and I will be somewhere watching that game. It, it, the U.S. plays Wales. Uh, it's exciting because the U.S. is the I think I misspoke on Stugatz's podcast uh, when we were talking about the World Cup. And um, I said the U.S. was the youngest team of the 32. I thought they are. They're they're actually technically the second youngest team. But still, who's the youngest age is is 25. I don't know who's youngest. Brain beat me. But good, um, <laughs> good, good correction then. Well, I just, you know, I like to be accurate. That's, uh, I'm a professional journalist over How here. How about me getting the fact that Iran has a good defense, right? You did. Yeah, <laughs> this is obscure to people that haven't listened to that. On that podcast, I made this weird proclamation that you know nobody parks the bus like Iran, and right. it turns out I was right. Like they gave up less than a goal a game during qualifying, and like yeah, they right. parked the bus. Yeah, I had no idea that park the bus was a, a an idiom that meant uh, good defense. Like that makes no <laughs> sense to me whatsoever. Parking the bus, right? I mean, we, we already did this. Okay, not on my show. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't do it on. I'm recycling. 
Now might be a good time to talk about some of the uh, you know the the expanded fame you've been getting over your uh, how you discipline your dog. First, how's oh, Jumping yeah. Charlie been doing his first week back? He's a, he's a monster. My parents, when you talk to my parents about this, they say all the right things, but you could just see the look in their face. It was a waste of money, and Charlie's still a no, monster. No, no, I, I have my to, mom. You my know. mom says a lot of keywords like it's tough, you know, it's hard to, <laughs> and then my dad's like, oh, he, you know, he's. You know, doing a lot of jazz hands. Charlie has turned over a new leaf. Here we go. No, Char- I am so proud of my dog. Really? Char- yes, Charlie has done great. Uh, he's had, you know, a couple of little accidents in the house, but he's doing much better about uh, pooping and peeing where he should. What about jumping when you when, when people come over? Because that's the big one for, like, my family. He is 80% better. Okay. And noticeably better. And you know what he's taught himself to do? He's taught himself. To, he he knows that uh, he, he's gonna. He has energy to spend when he sees somebody come in the house that he knows and loves. But instead of jumping, what he does is he runs, gets a toy, puts a toy in his mouth, and just d- runs a lap around the house to expend that energy. And by the time he comes back, he's he's out of the jumping phase. Jack. Um, yeah, he, he, it's seriously. I'm I'm very impressed. All right. and, you know, he's uh, Thanksgiving is going to be the big challenge. But you mentioned that, uh, well, Yeti kind of introed this by saying that Bay, the way you Bay, right? It's kind of a taking over the world. We hope so. It's great. It. <laughs> I think it was heard this week on was it Cinephobe or was it Cinephile? Yeah, so this sound comes to us from this, the latest episode of Cinephobe, courtesy of Cinephobe, via my friend Jeanette at jher on Twitter. Bad Boys Two, directed by Michael Bay. Bay. <laughs> I, I didn't expect that. <laughs> Have either of you ever heard of Mean Laugh like that? <laughs> no, that's great. Thank you, Amin. I've been listening to Amin for years. Never ever heard that. But they kept going. We'll play one more. Iconic slow mo shot uh, of a helicopter going over the Miami sign. Over the Miami sign. Oh. A Michael Bay staple. It's always yeah. a plane or a helicopter in slow mo. Bay Vision. Bay. <laughs> I mean, when you're talking, when you're doing a cinephobe uh, episode on a Michael Bay movie, you're gonna just get a lot of bays. I yeah, think. yeah, right. you have to. It's like required by law. But uh, I, I was confused by that intro. Is Jeanette a, a, a producer for cinephobe? No, she's just my friend. Oh, she showed us that. Yeah, that she clip. sent me that clip. So it's courtesy of cinephobe via my friend Jeanette. Oh, okay, that's why I was like, I was like, is Jeanette? Because I, I know Jeanette on Twitter. I didn't know if I thought she was producing cinephobe for a second. Not yet. You never yeah, know. She she's should. going to supplant. She's going to go after Anthony Mays. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jeanette. And thank you, Cinephobe, for uh, for uh, doing that, because I have to say I'm a little proud. I'm a little proud of Bay. I think it's <laughs> it has a chance to be the single best syllable uh, that I have ever spoken. It really does. And I, you know, <laughs> yes. I hope that's not hyperbole. But uh, is that hey, is that what's going to end up on your tombstone? and salt you know what would be great though it has to have a pronunciation there would be a little voice box on my tombstone (laughs) that would throughout (laughs) the day maybe the other motion detected yeah if anyone steps too close to the grave yes that kind of thing (laughs) as they walk away (laughs) as Do what I'm now? doing this, Greg. Do Enjoy. what now? That's <laughs> <laughs> just like imagine why. Imagine the creepiness of walking by a grave and it just going. Do what now? 
That kind of thing. <laughs> You're walking through a graveyard at midnight, and all of a sudden you get you you walk past a tombstone and you hear or good or good old fashioned Brad. That'd be a little creepy. Yes, we need that. Do Except we have the Greg Cody soundboard on his tombstone? We need to get a bunch of sounds in the can of my dad doing. Like we need that kind of thing. You never know. Just yeah. so once dad, you know, so this podcast can live on once you're not here anymore. Okay. All right. Well, let's not uh, let's let's not get that far ahead of ourselves. And hopefully, that is far ahead of ourselves. Hey, we got some promotions coming up. Oh yes, tell tell us tell we'll us. Put it on the back end too. But uh, one. If you haven't bought your tickets to Moss Miami, yeah, go. I've seen the toenail. I'll just say that right here. You hear us talk about it later. I've seen the toenail. It's something you can't unsee. Yeah. So come come by and, and be scarred forever. <laughs> and it's, Buy and your it's, tickets at, at MossLevitar.com, December 10th, and, Moss and Miami at Winwood Marketplace. And it's your last chance to see it because my dad will be consuming it about like a couple <laughs> weeks after because he's losing yeah. a bet. Yeah, Professor Toenail uh, did not really come through with a a recipe, which disappointed me. But there, but otherwise, the interview is just the most surreal conversation I've ever had. Spoiler alert! Also, though, I want everyone to, to mark their calendars. You all have been so good at supporting the show, but I know not everyone every one of you has either bought something or, if you have, you haven't bought everything that we have. <laughs> So this Friday, <laughs> buy everything. That's right. This Friday, Black Friday, our biggest sale of the year, thirty-five percent off everything. Friday only, Friday, November twenty-fifth. But if you like options, the entire next week, Cyber Week, starting November twenty-eighth, that Monday, ending Sunday the fourth to uh, December fourth, fifteen percent off everything and free shipping. Nice. That's a damn fine you sale. You gotta go both of fr- those. You gotta do that thirty-five percent off though. That Friday, that's the play. Thirty-five percent off on Friday. And the following week starts a whole week of 15% off and free standard shipping. What a great way to get yourself some Greg Cody Show merchandise for yourself or those you love or those you hate for the holiday season. Yes. I also want to say that anyone who shows up at Moss Miami on December 10th wearing any of our Greg Cody Show merchandise, something special will happen to you. And I can't guarantee... I was going to say, be... don't make any promises you can't keep. Yeah, I'm not making any promises. You know, <laughs> you'll maybe... be touched in a very special way. <laughs> yeah, what it's, the hell? it's you will be lavished with praise by us, and uh, and maybe you'll get a a couple of free decals. You know, I'll throw a decal at you. You'll miss it. It'll hit you in the eye. You'll sue me. It'll turn into a really ugly scene, but you'll look great in your shirt. You will look fantastic. Uh, Dad joke of the week. Wow, what a what a sad promotion. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? Wear, wear a Greg Cody show sh- shirt to Moss Miami, and I might give you a decal. Yeah, a couple of them. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, three decals in that case. I ordered another thousand decals, and I have no idea why. A thousand? Yeah, so I got to get, <laughs> get rid of them. All right, granted, we sell these things on our website, but oh well, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving them away for free because I'm in a good mood. You're going to be making it rain at Moss Miami. That's right. I'm waiting for that. Um, what did the uh, detective duck try to do? Quack the case. Correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I oh, just happen to have another one, but this one also may be a little bit obvious. Um, what uh, What kind of car does Mickey Mouse's wife drive? A Mini, a Mini Cooper. And Christopher, what did you say? I said a Mini Coop. Okay. It, the answer is a minivan. Ah. Now, Mini Cooper is probably even a better answer. No, but... minivan's funny. Minivan's okay. funny. It, it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. Can Can I do three facts of the week? Because oh. I think the last time... Are they going to be as riveting as those just were? I think it's going to... Yeah. Are you going to fax the facts to Santa Claus? Jack? 
Good callback. This is going to be great. Um, this is going to be great. It really is. Are you ready? These are things I've been roaming the earth a long time. These are things that I did not know until this week. And, and maybe you don't know them. Um, what was the first vehicle Lamborghini produced, the famous car company? A Lamborghini. <laughs> Te- technically, that would be the right answer. <laughs> Wasn't a tractor? It was a tractor. Yeah, that's what I thought. I wow. love Yeti just knowing my dad's like interesting <laughs> I know. I, I was amazed because I think of Lamborghini as the sleek race car, sexy, um, internationally known race car. And the first vehicle they made was a farm tractor, which I thought was great. She thinks my tractor's sexy. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, what is the only transcontinental city in the world? The only city where part of it is in one continent and part of it is in another continent. All right. It's some, either somewhere in Europe or down from Central America to South America. Just um, get it, Yeti, because it'd be funny if you got both of these. Oh, you have to answer to. quickly or else I will suspect you of, uh, of Googling it while we're uh, stammering here. Panama City? I don't know. The correct answer is Istanbul, Turkey. Okay. And our third fact is this. Where is, in, in approximate speed, uh, where is the fastest roller coaster in the world? And approximately what speed does it reach? Dubai. It's got to be in Dubai. I think it used to be, the, you know, the Alpengeist at Busch Gardens used to be the tallest drop. But that was 25 years ago. So I don't know yet. It's got to be in Dubai. Okay. It's, 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 it's Abu Dhabi in United Arab Emirates. So same neighborhood. It reaches a top speed of 149 miles an hour. That's a lot faster than I would have guessed. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I don't need that in my life. But don't you top it off at 150? You know, <laughs> just, just to, say, to <laughs> right. say you go 150. I mean, who stops at 149? That is weird. Why, why did your weed dealer stop at 19? <laughs> wow, good uh, good recall on that one. You're right. It was like a Great sale. Callback. Great callback. Every time you're over there, it was a sale. That kind of thing. Exactly. That kind of thing. I, You know, I can't <laughs> wait any longer. I need to. Oh, we didn't do our goal calls yet. I want to do, speaking of the World Cup, I want to do, who knows who Andres Cantor is? Dad, I love that you think you're going to be able to come close with the win that you have and how often you cough. You yeah. think that you, my, th- we have a long goal call. Is there some guy being like, go? See, I wasn't even tired there. It could go for a lot longer. Okay, well, you better because if you want to, he... I heard a goal call of his, and I don't think this is a personal record of his, but it was it was almost 13 seconds. It was like 12.7 seconds. Do we have it? Yes, I've got the audio, and I'm going to time it as we play it. Here we go. Oh, good. Andres Cantor. Somewhere around 13 seconds because I got See, the timer off. That's funny because uh, um, Kenny G has talked about how he's able to do like he has like the record for like the longest note because he's able to keep a note going while like breathing, essentially. It's called um, circular wow. breathing. Yeah, circular breathing where he's like the sound is still coming out and he's able to catch his breath somehow. Yeah, you can almost do this indefinitely. <laughs> Oh, because Yeti's, Yeti's like breathe. Wow, he's doing it right now. So Yeti could definitely just keep doing that. Yeti is literally farting. You think he's making that noise with his mouth? He's not. That's what's so disgusting to imagine being in a room with that. Christ. All right. So, so um, is do you think that's going on there with the goal call, Yeti? I, I doubt it. I really, 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 really doubt. So are we going to compete here? Why don't we all start at the same time and see who goes the longest? We could always do that. Um. 
I would, we can do that at the end. I would rather each go individually and time it. Okay. Okay. Who's the official timer? Yeti. Uh, Yeti, you want to begin? I will. Sure, sure, sure. Now, Andres says it always depends on where, like, how much energy he's at while he's calling the game. But here we go. Hold on, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I, don't, I don't. You know, this is. I don't want no funny business. Have a here, second so judge. I'll, yeah, you know, I'm gonna get the timer <laughs> out here too. All right, here we go. I'm ready? You obviously circular breathed there. I right? don't know like, how to do that while singing. I've never looked up to see if anyone can do it while is singing. Is that? Did you just like break a world record? I doubt it. I, I dude, it, I'm gonna do like eight wow. seconds. God, I'm not following <laughs> that, Dad. You go next. Yeah, I, I don't think we should have to do it now. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeti, why would you go first? <laughs> I know. Greg asked me if I would. I mean, please. All right, here we go. I'm going. All right. This is gonna be really embarrassing after that. <laughs> Go! Twenty-two point four seconds. <laughs> wow! I love how we're going backwards. My dad's about to do four and a half seconds. <laughs> I'll call. I'll do four seconds and I'll call. Chris, you time this one while I, right. while I look up the rest. All right, you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Dad, please don't pass out. Go. Me and Dad, I think we like tied. Yeah, twenty-two something. <laughs> wow, he was yeah, right was around good. the same as yours, Chris. Okay, we're still shamed by Yeti. Did five <laughs> times that length? Wow. Oh no, three times. I was three thinking times. it was hundred. Yeah. So the longest continuous vocal note is two minutes and one point seven seconds. So he doubled me up, I guess. Wow. <laughs> How did you do that, Yeti? Yeah, seriously. Just Dude, I sing. Like, I have lung capacity. Plus, I've never smoked or anything that would yeah. hurt my lung capacity. But it, it, but it, it felt like you were doing something. Like, it's like you kind of like you were doing it. Like, you would go lower. Oh, oh, oh. Like, it felt yeah, like you, you don't were let like, it all out at once. You got it. Like, like, like you, you go. And my volume didn't really change, but I am holding back on the breath, too. In other words, I could have gone louder. I would have ran out of, out of breath sooner, but I was still going loud. And, right. and I oh, held so it okay. fairly consistent. And then I just decided to change pitch and start singing gold just because, you know, I'm an asshole. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a professional singer, and therefore you are disqualified. You are disqualified <laughs> from this contest. <laughs> and and the official is my dad lower all of a sudden? Christopher and I. What? Dad, what happened to your mic? Like you're lower all of a sudden. The lower. I'm, I'm, I'm eating. If I were any closer to the microphone, I'd be eating it. Okay, I'm just you sound lower all of a sudden, but we're about to toss this interview, so it doesn't really matter. You're damn right we are, and, <clears throat> and the most exciting interview we have ever done in the history of this podcast, coming right up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, David, let's get started. You you uh, are a professor at Cape Fear Community College in Wilmington, right? North Carolina? That's right. Wilmington, North Carolina of the three Wilmingtons. That's right. They have to say North Carolina. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and you teach what exactly? I teach anatomy and physiology one and two, which are the learn the body courses for people who are going to try to be getting into nursing school and dental hygiene school and surgical technology and that sort of thing. So they're not in their professional program yet. And we all, myself and the students, try to learn everything we can about the body, its you know structure and its function so that they can you know do a good job. Okay. And, and the body, of course, includes its most vital part, the toenail. Am I right? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> now, I want to make it clear. You're the one who made the bet. Yes. And you're the one who thinks you don't have to pay off on the bet when you are so dialed in with ESPN from even recently that how are you going to lose this bet? Uh, I don't intend to lose this bet. Uh, Somebody from ESPN is going to come over and make sure they appear just to make you eat your toe. Okay, yep. that's that's a possibility. Well, that's the thing. No, they'd make sure that Tony Kornheiser doesn't appear, which would make Greg have to eat the toe. Because <laughs> that's, that's the thing is that, um, see, Kornheiser and Dan Levitard are good friends and, and have been for a yep. long time. And he's only made like two appearances on the Levitard show over like a 15-year period. So Chris, wow. Greg's son, our executive producer, really feels that there's no way Kornheiser is going to make time for the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. Greg thinks he's got the in because yes. anytime Tony the K needs something for Miami sports, he calls Greg Cody. That's right. And so those, that's where the, the basis of the bet came in is that by the end of the year, can we get Kornheiser on this show? And if we do, Chris has to sleep outside because he refuses to touch the toenail. Right. But Greg agreed. I, I told the story about uh, you and your toenail. Yes. And and Greg thinks that's a great, that's great. That's much better stakes for a bet, higher stakes than sleeping outside. And so here we are. Totally. You two have great radio voices, even though we're on a podcast. I guess I'm calling it radio. <laughs> but I'll say there is an historical precedent I found for you. Precedent. Uh, there's a movie called Werner Herzog Eats His Shoe from 1980. Because <laughs> Werner, uh, a film producer, bet his friend who was making his first movie he would never finish that movie. 
And he bet he would eat his shoe if the man finished the movie. The man finished the movie. He's <laughs> kind of famous. And a restaurant in California boiled Werner Herzog's leather boots for five hours with some rosemary so that he could take a few bites of it. And they made a movie about that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so don't make food bets you can't swallow, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wow. Boiled leather with rosemary actually sounds pretty good. I, I, I love <laughs> rosemary. The next particularly best. on a steak. <laughs> um, okay. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is strange. Um, yeah, I, 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 David, I want to tell you um, uh, why and how my my toenail became a matter of public record um, on the Levitard show. I forget how it came up that, uh, you know, my father used to have uh, toenails that he referred to as seashells because they were just big and thick, you know, and, and in his later years uh, when he needed help. I used to cut his toenails for him. Long story short, I inherited my father's toenails, so I have big, giant, great toenails, my big toe. One of them uh, developed a fungus, I don't know how, turned black and fell off on its own. Oh. And that's that's the toenail that maybe will be deep fried and eaten, but it is black. And, you know, if, if I end up eating this toenail, I, I feel like I need to boil it first just to sort of you know, detox it? Like, like how, how should I handle that? Well, it turns out that if you put uh, the recipe, you know, 375 degrees, which is, you know, just fried chicken temperature, and that's going to sterilize anything in there. Ah, very good. So if you want to pre-boil it, I've tried pre-boiling things to make them puff bigger, and they don't get bigger if you pre-boil them. Okay. So but they will get bigger, though. Yes. But according okay. to the water content, they may get really big or kind of just a little bit big. It kind of varies with each nail. I've gotten good and bad results off the same foot sometimes. All right. So this has been a multiple time thing because when my wife told me the story, I've always assumed for four years that it was a one-time thing. Can you tell us how you got into this? Like, like what made you decide, I want to try this out one day? Well, <laughs> my personal ethic is you should try to do things the wrong way just to see what happens. <laughs> I, like you know, it. I mean, that's just how things get invented. I mean, the forward pass, someone had to be the first one to do that, right? Right. Or, or the Fosbury flop, he had to invent that way of jumping. So I try to do things wrong to see if they will work. And so I was looking at those little cubes, you know, that look like, you know, dark red Scrabble tiles that puff up really well to make the, you know, the, the, the pigskin flake. And I thought that looks a lot like, you know, like a toenail. Like you said, yours looks like a, a something. My gosh, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> you refer and to I, it you, as a Martian helmet of a yeah. toenail. <laughs> Looks like it's part of a Lego set, probably. <laughs> well, David, I want to compliment you because um, when you referred to my toenail, my late great toenail, yes, as uh, um, the Martian helmet of toenails, it is. I thought that was the greatest compliment ever paid a toenail ever. Why? Why? So why thank you're you. Welcome and thank you. Thank you back. Yeah. No, that was great. So, um, so tell the layman uh, because we're not scientists. What is the same between a pork rind and a human toenail that allows them both to puff up and be edible? Best I can tell, you know, your hair is made out of filaments of cells that are made out of keratin, you know, and your outer skin is made out of flattened cells called keratin. And your toenails are made out of bigger slabs of flattened out cells that are full of keratin. So it occurred okay. to me that the outside of a thick pig skin is structurally a whole lot like a toenail. You know, just, okay. just like a huge stack of flat cells full of keratin. So I thought if the uh, pig skin puffs, then maybe the toenail will puff. So I grew my own nails for about 18 months just to see, to get a big one. 
and threw it in the hot fat and, and the things puffed up pretty well on the first try. Wow. Now, I'm going back to the story Jane told me. Your own toenail was not necessarily your first option, right? Didn't you try to uh, try a couple other things first or try to obtain them? Oh, I tried so hard. It turns out, as Greg has mentioned, that some people get these with, with age, with his father's age, for example, they get these great big, you know, seashell toenails. And I tried to score me some of those to use the drug lingo. <laughs> Where did you go to try to score some of those? And so I went down to the various, you know, the various nail shops. They're in every mall. <laughs> There's a bunch of you know, nice ladies who are like taking care of nails. And, and as you said, older people who maybe can't bend over or have dizzy problems, they really can't cut their own nails. And if they don't have family like you, God bless you to do that. They have to have like a home health care nurse come by and cut them. So I approached a couple of home health care nurses I knew. I went to several nail shops. I say illegal for us to give you any body parts. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, then one day I'm driving down the road. It's about five in the morning. I see a recently run over deer. <laughs> so I stop by the side of the road and I cut off his feet, figuring, you know, I hooked the toenail. What? And I got him home and I shook the toenail off of the hoop. It looked a lot like yours, sir. <laughs> Okay, thank you, I think. And I proposed it. Turns out, scientifically, they have too much sulfur in them, and they won't let go. But humans have what they call softer nails, and not too much sulfur, and they will let go and puff up some. <laughs> wow, okay. So That's all I know about that. So never eat a deer toenail. Now, to get it scientific, isn't, isn't the sulfur bond what keeps hair from puffing up as well? Absolutely. Hair has an awful lot of sulfur bonds. That's right. So I do know one species of hoof that might have soft sulfur bonds that maybe I could, you know, take the, the foreleg off these animals when they die and put them in the hot fat and just make a great big puff daddy on the end of their little <laughs> stick. And all of them start saying, I think I want me one of those. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <We're all> so, <laughs> so you, you have eaten your own toenail. Oh, yes. But people chew their nails and they end up swallowing them, don't they? I don't know. That's a I've, good perspective on it. I've never been a nail chewer. Um, so so go in a minute, I want to go through the process of, of deep frying one's own toenail. But tell me, how did it taste? Here's the funny thing. It, even though I cook them, usually, instead of pork skins, they taste just like a puffed up pork skin. Wow. Okay. Wow. They're a little crunchier according to the day that you get them, you know, which nail you happen to use. I had people at my college sending me their nails, you know, in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Right. One lady, especially her pinky tone, her pinky nails would grow like an inch a week. And so I, wow. I and I've been, you know, just experimenting, trying to get the optimum recipe. Okay. And, and like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Cajun spice. Um, would that, that strikes me as something that would really work. That would work really perfectly. It sure would. If you batter the nail, do you put it in flour uh, and egg or? See, that's a good one. I've never tried that. But then you would get the puffiness of, you know, the batter. And I don't know what would happen to the core nail inside of that. Mm. I, I don't know. But I know you're trying to make it more palatable, perhaps. But they do taste pretty good. And I know you think if you, you take a nail that big and you just start trying to chew it, it's going to break a tooth or get lodged right. in your vocal cord and end your career. You know? <laughs> yeah. but, but so far, everything I've ever tried in the nail department from humans has puffed well enough that they just sort of disintegrate in the mouth. And it's just, you know, like a corn chip or something. Somewhere okay. between <laughs> a, and a pork skin. But so I don't really know what's going to happen to you or something that massively big. Right. But it might puff up the best of all. Okay. Uh, so put me in your kitchen. Um, as the oil is coming up to 375, you were doing what with your toe? 
Like you're seasoning it? What are you doing to it? No, uh, I have washed my feet. I've stood on a towel and I put my feet up on the edge of the stove, point the camera down, you know. Toenail clippers aren't nearly big enough. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, big old scissors and just like cut across, you know, and get the whole thing. So mm. I'm just cutting off the neck fresh. Wow. And then when the temperatures, I, I just throw it in there and you have only like 10 seconds. Right. Yes. It'll be easy. Here's the thing. It smells, well, it smells like pork skins have cooked but some reason it has a clingy smell my house still smells like fried toenail right now (laughs) (laughs) david i want to congratulate you i believe you were the first human being in history to say the phrase my house still smells like fried toenails (laughs) i don't think that's ever been said before by anybody under any circumstance anywhere anytime (laughs) did you see the text message that i got sent about the picture of the toenail it read like a CIA document. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I made him. I kind of made him sign an NDA because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your toenail. Well, it's because we're marketing this thing at, at an event at Moss Miami, December tenth at Winwood Marketplace. Get your tickets, everybody, at at uh, mosslevitard.com. There you go. Um, so, David, what else have you eaten of a toenail-like nature besides toenails? Well, I've tried hair of all sorts, including red hair, that doesn't puff up. I've tried feathers because it occurred to me if a feather would just puff up, it would be just so much fun to cook one, right? Because feathers are keratin. Everything I can buy, I've tried alligator claws when I bought at the little gift shop down here at Alligator Adventure. Anything that has to be keratin, I've tried and it hasn't worked. Wow. Why is that? So, So far, I don't know. I just think everything is tied together with a tighter keratin, a tighter, you know, nails and claws than 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 what humans have so humans are the weak species that's why our nails split all the time you know yeah Where, you know, not like you know you just wash your hair and you have a long nail it'll just split on you just talk to the ladies who try to have long nails you know split all the time but if a cat or a dog had a nail that split you know their claw they'd be ruined so they have a stronger sulfur bond and we just don't have very many so we're kind of decrepit which is why we puff up okay <laughs> now a second ago you talked about frying hair all sorts of hair and you specified red hair our executive producer chris and greg's wife and my wife all have red hair what would the difference be or was you just bringing that up for fun i thought i know that that you know just from people using hot oil treatments and things like that Ah. i knew that you know blonde and brunette hair wouldn't work i thought well maybe red hair just no one's ever tried it you know i'm just trying anything i could think of and you know that you know what a pork skin looks like yeah A, a fish's air bladder you know the big counterbalancing air filled sac inside of a big fish sure it's called the air sac or the air bladder or the or the swim bladder yeah those buff up like mad you can get them in the asian grocery stores they're like a foot and a half long and eight inches across look like a huge piece of pork skin so you, somebody had to throw that in the hot fat and decide wait this thing just puffed up so you never know that's why it's called will it puff you don't know until you try <laughs> now um if i end up Losing this bet and having to eat my great toenail. Yes, sir. Um, a, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we were discussing this, and, and Christopher just was disgusted by the very nature. But just by the, the fact that I might be eating my own toenail, he couldn't even talk about it. He was so disgusted. He practically convulsed uh, you know, on the air. What would you say to people who are disgusted by this very notion, uh, who have never eaten a toenail themselves, but are just repulsed by the idea. What would you say to them? In other words, 99% of our audience right now. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. This is a common thing. And I, I sympathize with people who say, you know, I just couldn't stand to eat that. 
For example, in our culture, we eat, you know, baby chickens are called eggs, right? Yes. And nobody says, oh, you're eating a chicken embryo, technically. But right. then in some cultures, you know, they let the chicken get to about day 16 of a 21-day gestation. And it's kind of like a, kind of like a, you know, a, a soft fetal chicken and they cook and eat those. So it's all according to the culture that you're in, what you get used to. That's all. That's a very good. There are people want to deliver. Yeah. And, and, and uh, my uh, late grandmother, Nellie Doogie, used to eat heart. Uh, I forget what animal's heart it was, but she would eat heart. Um, and uh, as a kid growing up in 1440, I used to eat pickles, pig's feet, uh, uh, pickled pig's feet, which yeah. we would, you would pick one <laughs> out of a go. big jar. Right, exactly. And they were almost, they were pickled so much, they were almost red, but you would eat them at the time. And, and you're right. Like, why is that any more palatable than a toenail? Well, just for example, you've eaten every piece of a pig or a cow if you've ever had so much as bologna or a sausage, right? Right. Well, that's going to include all kinds of things I don't even want to mention right here. Mm. I wouldn't mention this on a family show. You can cut this part out, right? No, no, no. You can say it. Yeah. Uh, my wife grew up in Omaha, and she had neighbors and uh, good friends that were from Iowa, that were farmers from Iowa originally. And he would tell her that hot dogs are just made up of pig's lips and assholes. Right. And, and if you have processed 50,000 you know, animals a day, you have 50,000 hearts that have to be done something with, right? Oh, wow. You also have 50,000 uteruses. Now, have you ever bought uterus in the grocery store? But you know those get ground up and added to you know whatever meat, you know, just sausage, bologna, whatever. Mm, well, wow. Everybody's eating uterus, but they don't want to think about it. Because they don't want to know how the sausage is made. But if you didn't have 50,000 uteruses piling up behind the, you know, the meat plant every day and covered in flies, it'd be awful. So we have to eat things so that they don't infect the environment right anyone else in your community any other any other professors or any other scientists that you've met that have tried this as well have you been have you been able to get anybody else to try your toenails or their own absolutely not <laughs> therefore greg Cody is going to be the second person in the world thank you yes and the first famous person well let's not get carried away <laughs> sounds like he's on chris's side of this bet greg oh uh, wow we're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to rename our shirts naley's diner <laughs> hey you know this almost makes me want to lose the bet uh, i haven't decided yet whether it does but it almost makes me want to lose the bet we're gonna go on tour david and i thanksgiving's just around the corner you're gonna have the deep fryer out for your tur for your world famous turkey anyway that's true you're you know I'm, what? I'm trying to help you lose the bet gracefully wow. that if you took this huge toenail and you maybe just cut a corner off of it so that you had the great big piece and you had the smaller piece and you prime at the same time then you scoop them out and you know the big piece might be so big it'll take longer to cook i don't know i've never had a piece that big wow you know you'll be like the biggest toenail eating person in the history of the world so you take Thank that you. smaller piece out and throw that in your mouth. It's going to crunch like mad. You know, you can probably, if you finish the video, you'll hear my molars crunching pretty well on those little bits of toenail I ate. And then you would just like throw it in there, chew it up for a while. And people say, yes, he ate his toenail and you wouldn't have to eat the whole thing. Warner Herzog didn't eat his entire shoe. Okay. <laughs> no, no. If Greg loses it, his son will make him eat the whole thing. Yeah, oh, the, the mob. Will, the mob yeah. will cry for it. Now, uh, what? What do you? You have, you have a, a, a you have a, a specific name for this snack. What do you call them? Okay, <laughs> this is my proudest moment. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I was thinking. You know, you fried up a little snack. It kind of like a, a, a Cheeto, right? Kind of like a Frito. And I thought, well, it's a Torito. <laughs> Perfect. So I think you could just about put those in a bag. You know, make, make a T-shirt, whatever you need to do. Okay, get a patent on Torito because when this podcast airs, uh, somebody will uh, 
you know, uh, someone will make a in. shirt out of it. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm, I'm so I'm looking forward to eating my toenail. This is a first. <laughs> this is great. I'm so excited. You're like Magellan going where people have never gone before. That's right. I feel like, I feel, and, and it, it scares me a little that you say it's very crunchy. I'm, I'm a little worried about it being, it's not chewy. It's just hard, right? You it's, gotta, not, it's not even that hard. It kind of, it kind of like a saltine cracker, a little bit harder than a saltine cracker. It just okay. kind of, it turns the dust between your molars. There's no problem with that at all. Oh, beautiful. Not like you got to grind it or it doesn't get bigger as you chew or something right. like that. Now, I'm not, uh, I'm not necessarily a weight watcher, but does one have to worry about calories when uh, consuming toenails? I'm just curious. As far as I can figure out that keratin doesn't have any accessible calories, okay. no matter how big a piece that you ate, but there might be a little bit of oil soaked in. Okay, a little bit of oil like salmon. So uh, this is a health food, really, is what you're calling it. Uh, yes, it is. Look, pork rinds have a pretty high protein content versus very low, fa- fairly low calorie to protein ratio. That's right. If you buy like your store-bought, you know, regular cheap pork rinds, they'll be like 50% is oil calories and 50% is protein because the thing is all protein, you know. Right, right. But if you get yourself the microwavable style uh, pork rinds, which you can buy, you know, just like, you know, the chips in the bag and you put them in your yeah. microwave, they get yes. 25 times as big. Those wow. have about no oil. It's about a pure protein snack in case you're bodybuilding. You just want to eat pure protein. Now, uh, there, you know, there's various celebrity diets out there. What are they? The keto, keto, what's that called? The keto yeah. diet. Is there any chance that the toenail diet could become like a thing, like a like a big major thing sweeping the nation in popularity? <laughs> Here's the problem. The problem, like drugs, is the supply that you can't legally source enough toenails to keep you going. We're gonna have a toenail black market. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like That's ivory in Africa, you know, where uh, it's <laughs> illegal to sell uh, elephant tusks. It'll be that way with toenails. I figure one day at some factory, some poor fella felt into the fell into the giant hot fat fryer when they pulled him out he was one great big pork skin puff with his toenails puff but nobody was paying attention at the time <laughs> wow i thought it was a sports show <laughs> Very, look, you, you you covered the sports when you said someone had to invent the forward pass there sports done that's right exactly no we're we're barely a sports show believe me and more so after this uh, conversation with professor toenail David Covington from Cape Fear Community College in Wilmington, North Carolina. The Port City. It has been a pleasure having you on. And I don't say that often about a guest, but then again, I've never had a guest before talking to me about toenails in a way that really made me impressed. This was great. <laughs> well, I appreciate your going boldly where people have not gone before. And you'll I be thank you for that. the largest amount of toenail ever in the history of the world. And I admire you. <laughs> you know what? Yeti, make a note, get Guinness, get the Guinness Book of yeah. World Records uh, at, at my... For largest toenail consumed. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, we got to do that. You might need to order that tombstone soon. I don't know. What's <laughs> he ate the world's largest toenail. I, I could live with that. Actually, I couldn't because I'm dead. Well, look, look, now we do have to think about this, Greg, considering considering how, how, how Grandma Nellie died. That's true. She died of eating raw pork. So at least I'm boiling my toenail. I'm, <laughs> I'm being safe. Uh, after this conversation, I am almost literally wanting to lose this bet. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I want you to lose it, too, because if you don't lose it and you have that toenail on display, what in the world's going to happen to your reputation, man? <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't get any lower. Believe me. It, uh, it, it's rock bottom right now. So 
<laughs> but uh, David, thank you very much. Really enjoyed it. Seriously. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. all Glad to meet you. all oh. Yeah. Likewise. Bye bye. You're just like basically like I can only make it work if the mic is right in front. Sorry, of me. I have barely. I'm taking a dolphin weekend off. I have barely watched football. So uh, you lead the show here because I don't know who won. Other than the fact that I had the Indy over Philly upset. I had it. It was my upset of the week. It was a unique hit in PFPI. The Colts let me down. I think it was relatively a boring slate of football this weekend. So we don't have to talk about any football, actually. All I want to talk. <laughs> what? Good. What are you laughing at? The Colts let me down. They did. I want to talk <laughs> about. Pro- I want to talk about Professor Toenail because I haven't stopped thinking about that story of him <laughs> cutting off a deer's foot. <laughs> like <laughs> that's tr- like like is that allowed? some things we don't ask questions about chris (laughs) i mean i have so many questions i love how he like he justified eating toenails as yeah people bite their nails it's like yeah doc and then i spit them out like nobody pushed back on that like yeah i just yeah it's a good point i eat my it's like no I, if I bite, if I bite my nail, I spit it out. I don't chew my nails, but I'm sure there are plenty of people to do, and I'm sure there's some that swallow them. No, and that's what it's like. You know, I, it's- as I'm a nail biter. Look at these tips. Okay, I, I I can speak to this. Never in my life have I purposely swallowed a nail. <laughs> I I keep a, a clean fingernail. Okay, I keep a clean fingernail. I'm not a nail biter. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm a nail clipper. Dad, you you keep you you have a you just like you're the reason we're here with a fungus toenail. I didn't say I keep a clean toenail. I said I keep a clean fingernail. For the record, let the record reflect. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. Um, if I'm in a stall sitting. And all of a sudden, too late, I discover there's no toilet paper and I have to wipe my ass with my bare hand. Yes. Okay. Haven't we all? No. You keep saying that as I'm not the, like, yes, you you are the only one that, that credit cards their asshole. I'm the only one honest <laughs> enough to admit it. That kind of thing. But uh, no, that was uh, the, the professor toenail was great. But great job great. by Yeti. Good, Great job by Yeti's wife knowing that guy. Yeah. It's just... Good job by the whole, you know, Yeti clan. No, I enjoyed that. And I thought, you know, the, the it, it, it wasn't on the marquee of this podcast, but I thought our goal call, our and, and, and Andre's uh, Cantor goal contest was really good. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was perfect timing, too, because my sister texted me this morning after I told her the story that we did goal calls. And Snapchat is doing a challenge right now to see who can have the longest goal call. Their record at the time was 42 seconds. And I'm like, that's child's play now. Yeah, yeah. you got to get in there. Yeti, I think we've decided, I don't know if it was on air or off, that Yeti's going to try to break a world record. We're going to go for this. Yeah. I'm going for it. Yeah. Within yeah. one year... I'm going to attempt. We'll just mark it now to hold myself accountable. Within one year, I will attempt to break the world record uh, for the um, longest continuous note held by a male. And this will start another competition between me and Andrew Streeter. Yeah. He's probably already working on it. Um, <laughs> Yeti, are we allowed to reveal what uh, the, the great idea you have for my dad via text? Or do you want to keep that under wraps? Um, do or, do you ha- or do you have so many good ideas that you don't remember which one I'm talking about? Yes, that's totally it. Uh, you, the book the book signing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we should. What if we did that at Moss? People could bring your dad books. and he. <laughs> Yeti had an idea of my dad doing a book signing. And then just like kind of leaving it at that and not really telling people that he's not writing a book. Like you can bring any book and my dad will just sign it. 
It can be a field and stream from 1978. We don't care. It can be a magazine. I'll sign it. I, this is such a great idea and so on brand for like us to like have a like. I wonder if Barnes and Noble to get people in their store will let like random crappy celebrities do a book signing when they don't have a book to release. <laughs> that there's a that's the show challenge. Like if we could put a hundred people in Barnes and Nobles, why wouldn't they let us like market that we're having a book signing? Why indeed? I think you're onto something. <laughs> I do. Great idea. I, w- I would love it if someone uh, came up to me with a legit first edition collector's item book and I defaced it and devalued <laughs> it by yeah. signing it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Exactly. Greg Cody. <laughs> that kind of thing. Anyways, good good episode. I think that's it. I mean, like, I, I don't think we're going to do much better than the, toe, the Dr. Toenail. So. I think it was a great episode. I want to wish everybody um, a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy your family. Enjoy Ooh, your friends. Big special thanksgiving episode greg cody show next week that's right what do you what do you want to tell the audience what you're doing next week i don't because i i can't even remember what it was what did you spend like three hours yesterday oh my god for the love of god oh my god (laughs) okay no this is exciting (laughs) how can it be exciting when you just forget i had to remind you what it was i got so much on my plate that's why i'm so fat listen um next week i am revealing my all-time top 25 favorite songs with a story behind each one i may yodel a couple of the songs myself a a short story behind each one i don't think you're you're not really selling the episode right and i'm going to invite yeti and christopher to both give an abbreviated version so that my top 25 remains the star but i'm going to invite them to both give an abbreviated version of their top 10 Uh, all-time maybe five we'll see all right we'll we'll see we'll see see. but uh but but top 25 so i'm looking forward to it i already have the list I'm excited about it, and uh, we're anxious for you to hear. What does top 25 songs have to do with Thanksgiving? Uh, Because sometimes when I listen to music, I'm also eating. And that's it. (laughs) That's the only time. Well, all right. Gobble, gobble. We'll see you next week. The the way to sell it, the way to sell it is oftentimes on holiday weekends, radio stations, especially satellite radio stations, will do like top like 5,000 song countdowns, like the Beatles station on yes. Memorial Day weekend does it top like 100 Beatles songs. And I don't know why it changes every year. It's not like there's <laughs> new stuff coming out, but they'll do something like that. So that's what we'll do. This is the Greg Cody show holiday music countdown episode next Monday. Gobble, 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 gobble. But before then, remember this Friday, November yes. 25th, 35% off of everything at shop.thegregcodyshow.com. Then the following week, Monday the 28th through Sunday, December 4th, 15% off and free sh- standard shipping. I just de- it. and I just decided we're going to do another happy hour thing. If you if you send on on Black Friday only. Black Friday only. If you show us your screenshots, we will pick a handful of winners and do a happy hour Zoom with Greg Cody, me, Yeti, maybe special guests. We'll hang out with you guys for an hour. We'll talk, we'll wow. shoot, we'll shoot the shit. My dad always shows up hammered. It's great. So you have to show us on social. The deadline will be by the time I wake up on Saturday. Yes. If I haven't got your screenshot, you're not in. Yeah. We need to see a screenshot either on Instagram or on Twitter to the Greg at the Greg Cody show. Send it in. If you buy anything on Black Friday and show us, you have a chance to be on our Zoom happy hour. Yes. Look at Don't that. DM Look at us. That. Tag us. Tag us. Yes. Tag us. Gobble, gobble, everyone. Gobble, gobble. Greg, what are you going to do for your uh, Thanksgiving turkey this year? I'm going to do what I always do. It's a family tradition. Is Aunt, I is Aunt, fry it, baby. Is Aunt Bonnie bringing a ham? No, she is not. Hmm. No. What are you going to do after after Thanksgiving with that turkey, Greg? 
Uh, <laughs> You're going to carcass the key. <laughs> oh, the carcass is the key. You're right. And I got two carcasses to work with. Believe me. Carcass times two. Double carcass. Let's go. Brad. <laughs> <laughs>